1: Welcome into latest edition of ESPNSC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by just me, just me and you today, Craig. What a treat here in the studio. And it was looked like it was gonna be quite a slow day, but then good old iFab thought, let's throw in a blue card uh, for a Thursday and see what we can get out of it. Uh, this is the new proposal which is set uh, to come out tomorrow, uh, top tier competition excluded from initial, so it's gonna be initial testing first at lower leagues, but here's the basis of it. Fouls that prevent a promising attack or dissent will result in a blue card, which will see that player removed from the pitch for 10 minutes. If you receive two blue cards or a combination of a yellow and a blue, you'll be getting a red card. Oh, FIFA have come out and said, calm down. This is gonna happen anytime soon. It's going to be tested at much lower league levels before we go anywhere near contemplating it's going to happen. But we may as well discuss it. Jan is here. Uh, Frank as well. Craig, you
2: like this idea. We might as well discuss it because uh, it's getting quite a few of us a little angry with these Muppets that run the game because we're in a scenario where it's already difficult enough for the officials. They can't even implement the yellow and red cards properly. Right. Without... Most folks at home are watching in the stadium frothing at the mouth and wanting to rip the heads of officials off. This is a conspiracy. It's, he lives 20 miles from Liverpool. He lives in the outskirts of London. He can't referee that game. So all these things where referees are making these decisions and they're getting accused of this, that, and the next thing and we're talking about the VAR decisions that are been right and wrong and the subjectivity of it. And before we know it, we've, when we're still trying to to get this correct and get it to a level of uh, acceptability, these idiots are already, they've gone. They're they're, they're lapping people around the track and going, I tell you what, never mind that. We'll keep getting the yellows and the reds wrong. We'll keep getting the VAR decisions wrong. We'll keep getting the communication wrong and all that. But we're going to sling another one in and talk. We're going to sling a blue card in. Because if you show dissent, you can get a blue card then and go to the bin for 10 minutes. If you show dissent, you get a yellow card. Guess what? That's always been the case. In fact, it's been tightened this season. Mm-hmm. If you waste time, you get a yellow card. If you're the goalkeeper, you're taking a throw in, you waste time, you're giving a yellow card much quicker this year than you were in previous years. So it, it is an absolute, No, I can just imagine the referees going, oh no, another layer, another layer that I've got to deal with. It, it's just crazy. Frank, what do you think?
3: I'm 100% for the blue card, oh. and I'm 100% for that the IFAB uh, copies what we can see in rugby. I follow and carefully followed the, uh, the World Cup uh, um, last fall, and I, I found that the, the, the possibility of uh, putting somebody out for 10 minutes was a very good idea. Uh, I think in, in, uh, in order to please maybe Craig and those who think that it's not... Uh, a very good idea to uh, to 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 add something else. You know, maybe we can get rid of the yellow card. Uh, just ban the players for ten minutes for for in order for him to to uh, to calm down. And if he carries on, you know, give him a, a red card. And like they do in rugby, don't let the 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 guy on the field, the referee, deciding for the red card. I mean, why don't we copy what, which is I think for me the best example rugby do? It works. They explain everything. They have no um, uh, complaints about that. They, they, it's clear. It's uh, uh, agreed by everybody. And um, and I think we should do the same. But they don't have a yellow card
2: per se in rugby, Frank. They have the yellow card, but it has a it's different... Why, it's why
3: I say get rid of the yellow card. It's what I said before. No. Get rid of the yellow yeah, card right. and Just put in. the guy aside it, for 10 minutes. Then he comes back.
4: No. Uh, yeah, and your, your, not not good, yeah, your face is yeah. Well, well, first, first of all, it's good. We have won four and war against, and then we go to Norway. <laughs> that is good. But I, I, I will, I will start by saying, Frank. I think that one of the reasons football is so popular among the, around the world is that we understand the rules, that we make it simple. And if you think back at Sheffield Football Club, the first football club ever, if they thought about the red, yellow and blue car, they were kind of, I don't think they would have invented football. That's point one. But I would want to go back where Craig was, but this IFAB kind of meeting, imagine they're sitting there. So half of them won't come in for lunch because they have a great lunch. So they come back. So they say, listen, we have... Two big problems in football. First of all, this VAR that we've done. Good idea. It's too slow. Takes too long time. we w- waiting five minutes for an offside position. OK, yeah, we know that. Uh, what about the handball rule? Nobody understands it around the world. The referees say something about it before every season. First game of the season. All rules are broken. Nobody understands it. There's no consistency. So, I'm, I'm imagining this meeting. Then somebody will say... Well, I have an idea. Instead of we try to fix that and try to get the fans on our side, why don't we put in another card and then another say, we make it blue. That is a great idea. So two blue makes a red, a blue and a a, a yellow will make a red. I I mean, start by sorting out your problems. And Frank, I understand you're for it. But first, we have to solve a couple of other things before we start another thing that would be complicated. Can you imagine if one player goes out for 10 minutes and then we have a VAR situation looking for an offside, take five minutes? What is happening then? Is that going to be 15 minutes? This is so complicated that we have psychiatrists have to be referees. We can't have referees anymore. I mean, now, now, Frank, all due respect, you won the World Cup, but here you're wrong. Let's just go the let's just go
2: the whole hog. These people wanna go the whole hog. They're gonna wanna change the name. It's not gonna be football or soccer, it's gonna be round ball or some softball or some ball some balls up somewhere. Oh well, let's about, What do they do in Australia in that the Australian rules football? It's a bit of an oval picture. Yeah, I think we'll we'll chuck up. Yeah, we'll change the pitch as well. The pitch is a yeah.
4: bit boring. Why don't we just change three time, everything? Three I mean, times t- and three times thirty minutes will come soon. Uh, that is exactly, just no, 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 And on top corner. of that, what happens? By the way,
2: you know when oh, players on, when, when players get sent up when players get sent to the sin bin for subjective decisions by the referee, right? What we've got away, what we've tried to get away from around the globe with this sport, with, with, the, with the subtle changes that have been made in the game in the last 25 years, 20 years, is to make it more entertaining. And I think we can pretty much all agree, out with this last two or three years of the VAR and the frustrations and the technology, the game has been more entertaining on the field, for the neutral, for the fan, for the viewer at home in the last 15 years than it was, say, in the 90s when we were playing. It has got better. When you start sin binning people, what will happen is generally, as Frank's making the rugby point, is it's backs to the wall stuff. So, for example, uh, Man City are playing somebody in mid-table or are facing relegation, they're already struggling to get out, and all of a sudden they have a man sent off to this stupid blue card in 10 minutes, what that is going to take for at least 10 minutes, any chance of a spectacle, completely out the equation. But and that goes against the grain of what the governing bodies have been trying to do to make it more entertaining. Now we have a scenario I, I where a question, if you go guys. down to 10 men, what happens when a, player, when a team gets sent off, Frank? When a team has a player sent off, not all the time, but generally they retreat back to the edge of the box, apart from Tottenham this season, that is, and they leave one guy up front <laughs> and they say, okay...
3: Try and beat us. That's not entertainment. Okay, that's not entertainment. So, um, again, I refer to what I saw with rugby, where I think when those kind of decisions to uh, put somebody aside for 10 minutes didn't take like five minutes to decide to. So why football will take five minutes to decide to put somebody 10 minutes aside? And, again, football evolves, as you just said, Craig. Uh, I think the, the the last pass to the goalkeeper uh, 20 or 30 years yeah, ago yeah. was a great Brilliant. idea to make the, the, yeah. the game being better. So, evolvement of that uh, it, it made the football better. So, you have to be open to any ideas to make it better. I think the yellow card is not a good idea. I think the blue card is a better idea because you can maybe think of finishing a game Eleven against eleven, but I don't agree with you. What by the fact that it will take like five minutes to decide to uh, put somebody out for ten minutes—that that's untrue. It did. I didn't I, see that for the rugby. Why again? You want to see that? Yeah, for but, the rugby, the rugby fr- but the rugby. But I
4: think rugby, I think now. Yeah, just Greg. I want to just to say I, I understand a lot of the the changes that's been made that was in the in the art of football. This is uh, the back pass rule. I mean, whoever invented that, there should be a statue of that guy at every stadium around the world. Brilliant idea, <laughs> good for fo- football, yeah. you know? But but the blue card f- kind of thing the, and, and, the, and how we do VAR and uh, VAR, I mean, the VAR, I've always been a fan of VAR, everything that can make things fairer. But we, when I hear, and I'm a big fan of American sport, but when they start comparing... Soccer, our soccer, with American football where they stop and they have, they used to have Michael Jackson and now they have Taylor Swift running amongst them at halftime, doing all that. We don't do that. That is, yeah, but that is a different sport. It's, it's not to say that ours is better. It's just different. No. So when they say why don't, why don't we do the same that we can listen to the referee, we can listen to the linesman, and that is, is that in the art of how we want our game? If, if, if the answer is yes do it but a blue card for me frank is not how will that make football better that will only make it more complicated there will always be a camera standing with this guy being mad and he will can he warm up will there be an extra coach just looking looking for the guys in the sin bins and all that kind of thing
3: is that the art of football I'm only doing it. Okay, I understand. You play for Norway. You play in red. You play for Middlesbrough. You play in red. You're against (laughs) everything blue. I understand that because you are exaggerating everything, really. You are really exaggerating and trying to find, you know, errors from having the blue card. And uh, and even you are putting uh, a head that the guy has to uh, maybe warm up for 10 minutes. Again, take the example of rugby. They have VAR. They have kind of VAR. They have that blue card. It works. Why don't we copy them? Are we that stupid that we can't copy uh, rugby? Is that so? Are we so simple in a bad way, in a bad determination or definition of the word simple that that we cannot do like rugby do does? I'm, I'm very stunned and uh, yeah uh, by by what you are saying and the points that you're putting ahead. I mean, it doesn't reflect of what we are capable of doing. I think it's an idea that we can. Go a little bit further to to see if it works or not. I agree for one thing: get rid of the yellow card and and put that blue card because I think it will help the the football. Oh, talk about! But we can't
2: compare sport, can we? Well, just let's just talk. While we're on rugby, just briefly, the French were playing the Irish uh, last Friday in the Six Nations, and they had a man yellow carded, Williamser, and it was for a high dangerous head tackle, and then he was red carded for something similar after coming back on after after the ten minutes. The difference here is they use it in rugby for these dangerous tackles. So when you're, cha- when you're challenging in rugby and it's with the head on head, they'll give you a yellow or, or a red if it happens a second time. If you back-chat in rugby, which is what they're suggesting mm-hmm. would, would come under, the, uh, come under the, the descent. No, if you back-chat in rugby, it's not a yellow card. If you back-chat in rugby and if it's a free kick... The referee just walks just 10 yards forward and then that team progresses 10 yards. You don't get sent for 10 minutes in rugby. But why would it not work? The referee knows what's being
3: oh, said. We have that. If
1: you swear at me as the referee. You, you, you you're yellow carded. But, sorry? If you, <laughs> but does the punishment fit the crime? Yeah. If you why st- should you get two chances to swear at me? Well, you're, no, you're sent off then. But, no, but why it's... should you get two strikes? You swear at me, you're going out for 10 minutes. Done. Done. That's it. Everybody knows that yeah, that will stop the descent, yeah.
4: surely. But we, but we have rules, so Dan. Exactly. We, at the moment, but they're not let's, working let's yet. Just, they're not working no, at the moment, no, are they? No, These no, rules. No. So, so okay. Listen, if we walk through lives, and if things not working, we just do another thing who's not working. I mean, what is that a kind of thing? We have to make sure that the rules that are doing we are done now. Maybe in the future, Frank. I, I don't want to be not modern and say maybe one no, day Fra- we'll. We're, we're not talking sort, about the handball let's let's sort sort of, We're not the, talking about. We're talking about here, out yet. Out and here's the
1: problem. Let's sort out... The, there are, hold, there's hold, hold no, on, there's a distinct lack of referees at the moment wherever you are in the world because
4: nobody wants the abuse. Right,
2: that's abuse Dan, from the top. That's yeah. abuse Dan, from the sidelines. Go on, Dan. That's abuse from the yeah,
4: yeah, uh, Dan, we have the rules now. But it doesn't it's work. Just makes, no, but, no, but then try to let them work instead of making another rule that doesn't work. Why but, should we do surely that? If if you're a player, you're going to think
1: twice about telling... The referee's an idiot if you're gonna get sent off for 10 minutes and as opposed to just getting a yellow, But
2: you're saying the referee, you're saying that doesn't work. You tell me how it doesn't work and I'll, I'll shoot your argument down. 50 years ago, you could say what you want. 40 years ago, you could almost tackle the referee. No, you're a yellow, 30 red years off. ago, you get away with murder. Gradually, you get away with less. Right. It used to be when Diego Maradona was playing and he went to Spain, they and and went to Italy they chopped they almost they might as well have come out with an axe and try to chop his legs off. Mm.
4: And, and, he, and, and, they,
2: they, and that's what went on then. It has changed, and it is working. What's wrong is the referees are not getting decisions enough decisions correct that's got nothing to do with sending people to the sin bin. Years ago, you could swear and cuss and scream at a referee in his face, yeah, and I've done it, right? But I did it, because you get away with it. You can't get away with it now, it gives you a yellow. Now you're in a position, you're on a yellow after 20 minutes, it's a problem. And if people say it's not working, what do you mean it's not working? He's on a yellow, he makes a rash challenge, he's gonna go off. Those are the rules, why would you want to convolute those rules? The laws of the game have have become more stringent and they're tighter than they have ever been. The problem is not that. The problem is the attitude and the uh, reactions from, I'm not going to say supporters, but I'm going to say coaching staff uh, to referees, players to referees. And and when players do react to the, the officials, they're booked. But the big problem here is not a yellow, a blue and a red card. It's the fact that officials in the main are not getting enough of these big decisions correct. That's got nothing to do with talking back to your referee. You talk back to the referee, you get a yellow card. That's simple. And then you've got one strike left. And that's always been the case. In fact, it's not always been the case. It used to be you could have as many strikes as you wanted. You almost had to tackle and assault the referee to get a yellow card.
3: Craig, that's really true, what you say, and I completely agree. And uh, the fact that uh, some players uh, um, think they're allowed to to abuse the referee uh, should be uh, severely uh, punished. And uh, I was the first one. And because I knew that the ref wouldn't say anything, Mm. I was... I was pretty hard on the, on the referees. And I, I, I many times deserved the yellow card they never gave me. But like some corner kicks, when we see uh, uh, players pulling other, other players, they don't apply the rules. You know, you were talking about that, that, uh, that free kicks. Like, for example, we had a free kick and somebody was complaining, you put 10 yards ahead the free kick. It was a rule. It was a rule before. It happens. It worked. But how, It disappeared. How come? I don't know. You complain. Right. At least if I don't want to give you a yellow card, oh, I put 10 yards ahead. It works. And I, it works. One
2: second. Here's where I this ju- falls down. Right. Here's where this falls down. In, a, in any given period of a match, say four, pe- say four players from a side make four rash tackles in the space of 10, 15 minutes. Every one of them can be given a yellow card, Correct. Is mm. that gonna affect the game per se at that point? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. How are you gonna police these ridiculous blue cards if we have three, four, five incidents within one half? Are we gonna are we gonna send them all I, I have Are we gonna send four
4: players uh, b- to the center? B- sim- b- b- can I say something? But first of all, we, we know now, uh, we understand that we, where we stand on this. Well, we have to be a bit sober when we, when we discuss what has been done. The refereeing is getting better. There is a better flow in the game. I'm born in 67. I remember 82 World Cup when they kind of kicked uh, Diego Maradona out of the World Cup. It's, it's, that's, the, the, there are some good rules here that is going well and we have to respect the referees for doing that. I don't, but I, mean, I still see that all these kind of subjective ways that the referee got to do out there. That has nothing to do with, with VAR. That is about the referees making a decision. Why should we make it more complicated for them? And that's why I go back to the art, Frank. And that's why I'm. I don't care. They probably would say we need a green card as well because of sustainability or something. That will be uh, anything, we've got one of thing those, next. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. but I mean, okay. No, no, I'm just, i I've got to do this. I've got to do it because we brought it up. <laughs> How many people can be sent all of them to the send um, bin? Everyone can go in the send bin. So if 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 they, come out and say, oh well, no, they can only send two people per half. No. Oh, no,
1: well, it's gonna be everyone, otherwise you, yeah, you, you Craig, can't you can't I make mean. We yeah, exactly. have, we have We've already had Craig. two. I'm sorry. It's
3: nonsense. It's nonsense. Craig, I'm sorry, but if if you have if you have your teammate <laughs> yeah. on the send bin, yeah. will you do a stupid tackle to join him? Well, no, huh? you refrain yourself. You're going to think twice and you say, well, otherwise oh. we're going to be without two players. Uh, Frank, so it's like Frank, a yellow car. Frank, right, right, you're
1: going to calm down Frank, We've done it, we've done it, we've done it, we've done it. We've got <laughs> two sin bins worth of discussion on this. Uh, 20 minutes already. That brings <laughs> right, us. To there's th- only
2: one person going <laughs> to the sin <laughs> bin. Uh, that's the, the, the Frenchman. Uh, uh, that is it. Right. Thank you very much. Um <laughs> okay. Stay tuned. Extra time's next.
1: We'll be back tomorrow. Be sure to come over to our YouTube channel and subscribe to ESPN FC.
5: Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's electricebikes.com
1: Right then, big game in Germany on Saturday, Bayer Leverkusen taking on Bayern Munich. Two points separate these two sides going into this clash. Bayer Leverkusen, of course, unbeaten in all competitions so far this season. What do the bookies say? I'm intrigued to see. And they've got Bayern Munich as favourites, Bayer Leverkusen as outsiders. Uh, Jan, of course, the last time these two teams met, it was 2-2. I think everyone but Bayern Munich supporters want Bayer Leverkusen to do well in this tie and go on and be competitive right up to that final day. Will they?
4: Oh, well, I think you're 100% right on that because we've seen over 11 years and we used to be Dortmund, Dortmund being the big challengers. Then they say, oh, this is the title decider. We are going to Dortmund. And then Joshua Kimmich or someone else who haven't scored for three years Will score with a deflected <laughs> shot two minutes before the end, and they will win one or in the first minute. But what what I like this season, Dan, is that they play against a team that has been very consistent in their performances. You see what Alonso would like to do. You see the way he plays. You see the pattern. You see what he got, uh, want to do. The only thing they are missing is what Bayern got. They got a culture of winning games. Decisive game winning titles. But what I like with this Leverkusen uh, team is that they got a great balance in the team. They don't concede a lot of goals. They got Chaka in there, who is brilliant for their balance in midfield. They, they score goals. They got Florian Wirtz. But we always have to look, have a look at Bayern as well. Because if you see behind Leverkusen, they are two points behind mm. Leverkusen at the moment. In ta- in terms of points, Bayern have made a great season. And the only problem is that there are other expectation on Bayern because they should not only win the games, they are actually going to play brilliantly, Entertaining, they're going to do the the Bayern way, and they haven't done that. But I guess we all neutrals we hope for for Leverkusen to win that game, not to win the title, but I think it's so important for Leverkusen to show yeah. that they can win a decisive game, and that will make them all the best for the for the rest of uh, of, of the games in the Bundesliga.
1: It's a definite, isn't it? But I do feel you can trust by Leverkusen more than you could, for
2: example, last year's yeah. Dortmund. Yeah, you do. Actually, funny you, sh- you should say that. And, and even without the, the main guy, Boniface, up front, who's not due back, I think, sometime until, until March. Patrick Schick's come back in after uh, some injury problems, trying to get up to speed. They brought in Borgia Iglesias, obviously, his cover. Yad mentioned Florian Verts. Granit Xhaka uh, has sort of curtailed the disciplinary issues, although he came close uh, last week to getting picking up a book and they almost meant he was going to miss this game. Uh and in the wide positions they've been, they've been really good as well with Grimaldo, uh, Grimaldo and, and Frimpong. Uh, I am not, I am far from, I am much more convinced about Leverkusen than I, than I am about Tuchel's Bayern Munich. I just think they've looked, I watched them last week against Gladbach at home, they got the job done in the end but it was like, it was like walking through a treacle for long yeah. periods. The week before I think it was Augsburg away where again they got the job done but they were under so much pressure early on. And, I, I, we're expecting Jan yeah, will know better than me but we're expecting Kim to be back at least uh, to come back in because I think if you're looking at, I think if you're Leverkusen and it was to be that back pairing who've not done anything wrong thus far as a pairing but if those fullbacks push on and were to leave Dyer and delit if Kim's not ready to play I, I don't I don't fancy them at all, to, to be honest. <laughs> so, so yeah, they've, they've got good players. We know they've got good players, by uh, Bayern have it, as Jan said. And generally, over the last decade plus, they've stepped up. Yeah. They've stepped up in moments where uh, it hasn't been going well for them and they've, they've pulled this rabbit out of the hat. Is this the year, though, that they certainly domestically that they can't do it? Because, I, I, you know, if they keep Harry Kane quiet, you know, Musiala, any of any of these guys, you know, Leroy Zane, they have their moments. But, uh, but as a team, as a unit, I think Leverkusen, for me, are a better unit. And for and 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 for Thomas Tuchel, it's all about. Well, that was a great bit of individual brilliance, yeah. and that was great from Zane, and that was great from Musiala Whereas Leverkusen, it's about this 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 whole sum of the parts that they have. Jan. Uh, yeah, Who would you prefer to be? Bayern
1: Munich having that rest, obviously not playing midweek, or by Leverkusen to get that dramatic late winner to keep that winning momentum going?
4: Well, if you asked me a week ago, I would say it was not an advantage because of the the, the risk of getting players injured and you can lose your first game against Stuttgart. But the way, again, that was a great culture kind of thing that they're trying to implant in this team. They're winning late in Augsburg. They're winning late against Leipzig. They're winning late now in the quarterfinal. And this is a club that never wins anything. And now they're getting close in the cup. Alonso's getting close in the Bundesliga. But I think that the major thing, this is all about culture going into this game. Yes, we can talk about all the stuff that is going on on the pitch. And I, 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 I share uh, the analysis of, 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 um, of Bayern that Craig just told us. But the, the problem is, and, and you got, got that right, the problem for Bayern is that Alonso is the coach of Leverkusen. Now, we shouldn't underestimate that. Because if you are out in a game like this, is it all about trophies. Who do you look at? You will look at an Alonso. You can see that the team of Leverkusen, that is a mirror of the leadership of Xabi Alonso and no disrespect to Terzic, no disrespect to Dortmund last season, but you never knew which Dortmund team will turn up. Mm. We know which uh, Leverkusen team will turn up in Bayern Arena on Saturday. We know about that. Bayern could be better. Harry Kane could score his 25th goal of the season, Muziala could do some magic, but we still know what Leverkusen will do. I saw them against Gladbach in that nil-nil game. They looked that they couldn't get through. So that could happen in a game like this as well. And Hurricane can do his stuff. We don't know about that, but we know that Leverkusen will play a proper, good, organized game Will they control, try to control the game, control the ball, and eventually then control Bayern.
2: What's your prediction, Greg? uh well that's a tough one i'm going to say i'm going to say Leverkusen to open that up to five points really yeah putting and and not to say the title would be over but really asking thomas tuchel so many more questions i'm going to go for 2-1 leverkusen 2-1 leverkusen all right yeah it should be a
4: cracker whatever happens what do you think will happen (laughs) I will do a shaka. I will sit on the fence. OK. Uh, so I will say... So, but I, I will give two results. I will say that either, Lev, either... Now, either Leverkusen will hammer Bayern. 3 or 4 nil, Or Bayern will win with one of those Bayern thing and win a tight game one nil. And then you'll go on Twitter saying, I told you. I told you Bayern
2: would yeah. win one nil." I thought he was going to say it was
4: going to be a 2-2 as
2: well. <laughs>
1: Which do you think is the more likely scenario, Jan? You've got to commit one way or the other.
4: Yeah, yeah. A Leverkusen win. Absolutely, wow. I, I, I hundred percent believe that Leverkusen will play a great game. They have the confidence. They have a culture now of winning games in the last minutes. Not a bad skill to have, uh, to, to have. And also, they got Xavier Alonso. I mean, have a look at him. Will he be stressed by this? He's been in that, the same situation all his career. Wow.
2: If should he be. didn't give an answer there, he was, that was a blue card. Uh, yeah, I think so. Ten minutes now. <laughs> Ten minutes That's out. where Frank is at the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Frank. <laughs> if you're wondering, he's been sent to the shinboard uh, to sorry.
1: watch rugby. <laughs> so it is. Bayer Leverkusen then against Bayern Munich. It should be absolutely brilliant. Our coverage starts at noon Eastern on Saturday on ESPN+. Plus. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash fc. Just go to indeed.com slash fc right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash fc, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
6: must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Meanwhile, Borussia Dortmund are in action tomorrow. They take on uh, Freiburg. Jadon Sancho has come back very much loving life at the moment. An interview he gave, he just talked about how he loves it in Dortmund. He loves the support he gets from the fans. And he was asked during that interview about which coaches in particular have
3: affected his career. It's not just one one coach or like one friend that has, I felt like everyone's played their part, even good or bad, because if it's bad, you know, you learn from it and it makes you better. And if it's good, then it's good, you know? So all the coaches I've had, good or bad, it's not, I don't take it out on them because the experience is part of life, you know? Um, if it's bad, then you learn from it and then you move on. If it's good, then it's good. So. You know, I feel like a lot of coaches and friends and family have played a part in my life to, to get where I am, so I'm very grateful. When it's not going so well, you just learn from it, you know? No hard feelings.
1: Uh, Jaden Sancho saying everything wrong. Oh, he's back from his ten minutes out. And Frank is with us as well. <laughs> Not a lot of... Uh,
2: not a lot of... Uh... Uh, alternative vocabulary there, was it from young Mr Sancho? If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. You learn from it. There you go. There you go,
1: brilliant. uh, He's saying all the right things, I suppose, Jan, as he has since he's returned to Germany.
4: Uh, Well, yes, I've interviewed him many times. This is not a guy who will give you a surprise uh, answer uh, at anything, but I think what, what we see now is the Sancho who comes back where he had success. Of course, uh, he's back where he is accepted. You saw that he was hugging CEO Vatske there at the end of the interview. This is the same Vatske say Sancho doesn't have any attitude problem. He's only coming too late then and again. Uh, so, but I think that they 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 do accept him for who he is. I think that was the right move for him to go back. And again, I will say that when I when I see different players have the attitude problem, I, I, I just, for for their sake, and there are three of us in the studio today who loved our profession to full. We love player football. We can sit back now and said we did as much as we could based on the talent we had, very close to 100%. And I hope that Sancho one day will not think back and think, oh, I should done a bit more. I should be having a, a clock that was good uh, mm. and things like that. Because to throw your career away is only like 12, 13 years of your life is a terrible thing. And I hope he doesn't experience that b- because it's up to him. He can blame, he can do a blame game on Ten Hag for the rest of his life. It doesn't help when he's sitting in a pub in Manchester.
3: Yeah, I'm speaking the truth, uh, Frank. Yes, he is, and I, I'm concerned about uh, those players who are not capable of doing any uh, mea culpa and, uh, and, uh, and feel or, or show they have no regrets. I think you have kind of regrets when you play for Manchester United, that you have the possibility of getting the best of the best and, uh, and helping and, uh, and, in fact, being stubborn. And uh, in a way that uh, uh, you have to go back to Dortmund to, uh, to play your game. That's sad. Um, and as Jan said, uh, hopefully he's not going to regret it. And hopefully he's going to give 100% for Dortmund and will be uh, outstanding like it was, he was sorry before leaving and going to Manchester United. But allow me to have some doubts. I mean, uh, you don't uh, go back clear from, uh, from, where, from, from a story like that. The media is going to chase you and make sure that you you make a mistake to jump on you. It's going to be hard for him until the end of his career. Hopefully, he's going to he's going to manage.
2: He arrived in the uh, the big choppy waters of the Premier League and and he sunk. He couldn't swim, and uh, he's gone back to where he's got his comfort blanket. Can say all he wants. He. Is at a club now, it's a big club, but it's not really an ambitious club. Doesn't really fight for all the major trophies. Uh, he won't be involved with England, even if he plays well between now and the end of the season. He won't beat the Euros. And even looking at those stats, which are pretty poor, apart from the 2021 season at Dortmund, where he, he rattled a good few goals in. Well that was when the Euros were on at twenty twenty one. And he still even then was only a bit part player mm. in that England squad. There is something deeper down here than just the odd manager to uh not fancying him, not playing him, not liking his attitude. There is there is something else going on with this 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 young man that 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 is taking him back here and and look, he's got a talent, but guess what? There are A lot, a lot, a lot of young players around the world who've got talent. Mm. And at this moment in time, he hasn't utilised it very well. He had a big opportunity. And I don't have any issue with any player not playing well. None whatsoever. It can happen, particularly with youngsters. But I do really have an issue with somebody who, you know, wouldn't go, I'll tell you what, that dressing room needs help. I don't like the manager, but I'm going to eat some humble pie here. I'm going to go back in. The lads will accept me again because I've said I'm sorry. I'll I'll go back in, I'll roll my sleeves up, and and we move on. He didn't want to do that. He just wanted to go back into his comfort zone and and, and get the hell out of there. And I think this is going to follow this, this lad around pretty much... For most of his career. Well, just a
1: reminder, as I mentioned, he'll be in action tomorrow. Borussia Dortmund uh, taking on Freiburg is our early game. Then, of course, Saturday, as we mentioned, via Leverkusen against Bayern Munich. Our coverage starts at 12 pm Eastern. Uh, Just a reminder, this is how the top of the Premier League uh, looks. So, Liverpool, of course, suffering that defeat at Arsenal, has opened things up. City with a victory on Monday, just two points behind. Arsenal, uh, two points adrift. Janice, the first time you've been on since you've been battling. (laughs) with people all over the internet about the celebrations from your boy Martin Odegaard on the pitch after that victory against Liverpool.
4: Yeah, well, here's the deal. Martin Odegaard, they're winning a game against Liverpool, deservedly, they had to win it twice in first and second half. Stuart, the photographer, has been as in, in 1991. He likes to share that moment with him. And then some people from another time <laughs> players that used to play in the 90s where we probably didn't have cameras at all. That is a bad bad thing to do. And, and please, football is about emotions. Football is about passion. And sometimes, yes, I could be BS because he's a Norwegian. I've known Martin since he was 15. Yes, I'm BS. But there are also some pundits being BS where they are from and which club they see. Because I've seen some... Manchester United people, some Liverpool people running onto the pitch. Then had to go at Arteta as well. So I look forward to the end of the season. This gonna be a fun season when even the pundits have having a battle.
6: Oh
2: wow, yeah, well, yeah, loving it. Yeah, the problem is, is a general rule of thumb in the UK there is, and I make no secret of it, a bunch of pajama wearing, <laughs> uh, uh, scarf waving. Uh, pundits Do, you who, wear pajamas, hmm? Do you not wear pyjamas, Craig? Do you not wear pyjamas? Do we need well, that mental I, I, image? Well, I don't wear, wear pyjamas <laughs> at the former clubs when I go to games. Uh, you know, and that's what we've got at the moment. We have a bunch of people, including some of the networks, who are, who are almost parodies of the club channel. They allow this thing. They allow the blinker view. And look, when it comes to Arsenal, when, uh, you know, you know what would be worse here for me? If Martin Odegaard was blanking these people behind the scenes... OK. You know, people that take the pictures, people that do the jobs that, that nobody sees, you know, people that have been at clubs for a long time. It was like Neil Barnett, when he, the spy when he was at Chelsea, Neil who used to be on Sirius XM radio. Neil was at Chelsea for years, and, and but the players really had a relationship with yeah. him. and he, Sometimes he overstepped it because he came in the dressing room and he got thrown in the bath. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he was trying to get all his equipment off before he got in the bath. But, you know, you have a rapport with these people, you don't blank them. And in the big moment, sometimes you have these little special things between the people. And the fact that we have some in the UK who cherry pick, and that's what it is, they cherry pick the analysis and they cherry pick what's right and wrong between certain clubs is annoying. Look, if you can't celebrate, we can't all win the league. We can't all win the Champions League. We can't all win the World Cup. When can you celebrate? It was the biggest game of the weekend in England by far. It was a big performance and Arsenal enjoyed it. Why would you decry them that? Uh, Frank, it's the first time that we've been able to discuss with
1: you the Premier League title race since this result. Do you want to talk about the title race or do you want to talk about
3: the celebration? (laughs) Uh, I'd rather talk about the celebration because I loved it. I mean, yesterday also in Paris, uh, the lady who cleans for 30 years uh, all all gears for the PSG players have been uh, uh, celebrated and gave a, a, a kickoff. Uh, and I thought it was great. And I, when I saw Martin taking the pictures uh, of the photographer, I thought it was only nice. Uh, and uh, it's nice to, uh, to change sometimes, you know, the positioning of anybody and uh, to from a former player becoming a photographer and taking a picture of the photographer. I think it was only only nice. And I think he was doing it because he, he loved the guy and he wants to share good, gr- a great time with him. And uh, that's going to be forever. And uh, I, I just love it. For some people who complain about that, uh, they I don't think they have a problem with their lives, you know, really, because yeah. that's only nice. <laughs> and we can see two guys happy to, uh, to do something uh, together. About the Premier League title, I was very disappointed with Liverpool, I have to say, uh, especially in the first half. I mean, that was not the level I was expecting. Uh, we talked about that game before, the, uh, 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 before it happened. Uh, we were expecting a, a top, top games, And I was, I was, yeah, disappointed by Liverpool. Arsenal did the job. There are nothing to, uh, to complain about. Uh, the goals were mostly bad goals, not, not nice. Uh, I, I don't give a good memory about that uh, game and I will never, uh, it's not the top top games of, uh, of the century for sure. But if you said this at the start of the
2: season, there's a neutral looking at the Premier League oh. and, and, and I feel the Premier League, if you're in the Premier League offices as well, you're looking at this going, this, we, couldn't yeah. have, we couldn't have asked for anything better, no. you know, I mean, there's nothing worse than, and it happens sometimes, you know, and City have been very dominant and this could be a record if they win the league and it's that could be a problem going ahead, but then that problem sort of dissipate, dissipates when, when Guardiola leaves, a bit like the worry about, about Klopp leaving Liverpool that like the Liverpool fans but, are having, or how are we going to, how are we going to get that back? But, but this is great for the Premier League, and whether it goes all the way to the end of the season or not remains to be seen, but... But yeah, I mean Liverpool I, have to pick themselves up I, and, and and Arsenal look good, Jan. Uh Jan, I,
1: I, 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 yeah, I, I just want it, to move it. on because we spent a lot of time uh, before talking about cards. Uh, uh, who is going who's going to win the Premier League, Odegaard or Haaland?
4: I think that Manchester City will win it because they made three signings this transfer window where were brilliant, John Stones, Erling Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think I mean, that's pretty fair. <laughs> uh, extra time is available uh, over on the YouTube channel. Jan and Franca will be back. Who's the fat guy at the end? Oh, it's me. <laughs> oh, OK. All right. <laughs> you're all right. You're OK.
2: Well,
1: that's well, winter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Go you got yeah, you to you get some blubber on uh, for exactly. winter. Exactly. You,
1: you know, got a little bit of warmth for you. Uh, Craig, you're not on. Uh, tomorrow so I just wanted to touch on you the other big game we're seeing on ESPN Plus this weekend Real Madrid against Girona Real Madrid will go into the tie uh, no doubt uh, as favourites but it's not a
2: foregone conclusion is it this a match uh, oh, absolutely not and if, particularly if, if, if Dovbek's back which I think he is the big yeah, Ukraine, big Ukrainian striker who was absent for the Real Sociedad game a right handful he is uh, I think yeah, uh, Michel's not going to be on the sidelines. The no, manager the coach is suspended, yeah. So he's suspended. is what'll make. I'm not not sure. Uh, Daily Blinds out. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, Daily Blin. But he's actually been good. Yes. He's been really good for them. So they have they have a few problems. But then Real Madrid have their own issues. No, not no foregone conclusion. Girona plays some great stuff. I think if you're a, if you're in the neutral camp, uh, you're thinking, it'd be nice if Girona win this because get you know then it's definitely going to push it all the way uh and i wouldn't be surprised actually i would not be surprised if girona were to win this because real madrid have not been uh convincing they've not been convincing and dare i say it Jude Bellingham has just fallen off a little bit from those big performances and obviously they've got the problems at the back that you guys and and myself have talked about for a few days now.
1: Yeah, of course, those
2: problems being if Rudiger's unfit again... It's Nacho and Carvajal. Do you go Nacho and Carvajal again? Well, bear in mind the the late goal they lost to Marcus Llorente was that header that the two of them just sort of stood and watched and if you've got Dovbit coming back in who's a monster of a guy that could be a problem. It's, It's such a Who would have said at the start of the season that... Real Madrid, Girona was going oh, to be, be
1: first versus second in week twenty-three. It's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's
2: your score then? Just give me a score. All right. I'm going to go for an. I'm going to go for an. I'll call it an upset. The game's in the Bernabeu. Yes, at the Bernabeu. I'm going to go two-one to Girona because I actually think they play the better football. They've got more pace in the team, and if the big guys back in form and they feed them. I'm gonna go for a Girona win.
1: Uh, meanwhile, big news coming out of Catalonia. Antonio Conte's people have been in touch with Barcelona and says that he is available. If they need him to take over in the summer, of course, with Xavi uh, leaving. Uh, The uh, bookies don't seem too excited by that prospect, Uh, 33
2: to 1. His people have been, uh, apparently, it's a world record (laughs) of the phone getting from uh, Laporta's ear back to the, uh, well, that's the old style phone, to the receiver. Back Back to Laporta's old school. Yeah. That's the f- that was a record. It was Antonio Con... Bosh! <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? This is, this is a guy who's had a lot of success. I'll, I'll give you that. There's no... That, that's factually correct. When, when, when you talk about this is a marriage made in heaven, this is a marriage made in hell. It's never going to happen. Uh, his football is horrendous to watch. He's, he's in the bygone days, I think, when it comes to... A bit like Mourinho, when it comes to how the game is played. Uh... And quite frankly, the supporters, never mind the players, would not accept the way he goes about it. Not happening in a million years. Um,
1: So, this weekend, away from Xavi looking for a new coach, as we mentioned, look, the new Bernabeu is looking brilliant. Real Madrid against Girona. That match is live on Saturday. Be sure to join us. Uh, Tomorrow, we're doing a big preview. We'll be hearing from Spain. We're not. Uh, Ali and Stevie will be in the studio to look ahead
6: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter
1: what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial
2: period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
1: Meanwhile, the lineup is set, as we mentioned yesterday, for the African Cup of Nations final. It will be Nigeria against Ivory Coast. So many storylines to tackle. Looking ahead to this final, as we welcome in Colin Udo. Colin, you were the first man I thought of when that goal got disallowed because of the South African penalty <laughs> late on. Just tell me your emotions going through that, watching that as a Nigerian.
0: Ah, well, okay, so here's the thing. I, I think I'm at a point now where I'm a bit jaded when it comes to football. <laughs> I've seen these things happen so many times that, you know, um, I don't get as emotional as before, but my wife was sitting next to me, and when the goal went in, she went absolutely bonkers. <laughs> and then I was telling her, just wait, let's see what VR said. Because first of all, I was looking at the Siemens position. I'm thinking, was he offside? He was marginal. Sure. And then I look at the replay. I thought, OK, he's fine. Uh, and then I'm like, there's something else that's going on. Because I think there might have been a foul that happened at the other end. But I thought it was right on the line. I didn't think it was going to be a penalty. But as soon as I saw the replay, I'm like, oh, no, they're going to give us a penalty. So when the referee came out said penalty, again, she went absolutely bonkers. And I thought, oh, here we go. Yeah. And my thought was that, look, I've given the South Africans so much banter going ahead. I know they were waiting for me because I could see they were saving and bookmarking my tweets and everything else on Instagram. And I knew they were coming for me. But you know what? I said, I don't care. This game's gonna go to penalties, and as soon as extra time ended, I tweeted Nigeria is gonna win this PKs. The reason I said that was because you could see the South Africans were playing for PKs because they had this misguided belief that their goalkeeper was good enough to stop penalty kicks, and I thought he wasn't because Kevin had made him look good, and Nigeria were not gonna make the same mistake. The, the character
1: that Nigeria showed is still impressive, Colin. Despite, as you mentioned, South Africa playing for penalties. After what happened in that late, late exchange, to keep the focus and get through on penalties, that's got to be something you're very proud of.
0: Oh, yeah, certainly. And I think the one man that I've got to give credit to, and look, I know all the players show great character, but we've got to talk about William Trust Econ. I mean, when that penalty went in, you could see the team almost dropped their heads and were looking a bit disorganized, but you could see him trying to rally them and saying, hey, look, guys, we've still got a game to play. And the, the coach said at the post-match that they looked a bit disorganised after that, but he got them together. And then when the game ended and they were going to penalties, I don't know if you can find the visual song, but you could see him saying, hey, look, you know what, guys? Winning mentality, winning mentality. Yeah. And I saw that. And I'm thinking, that's what you need from a captain. And that is that mentality that he got that made them get that span that character and went in there and got the job done and went over the line. Uh,
1: meanwhile, as dramatic as that was, Ivory Coast's journey as host has been something out of a Hollywood movie, hasn't it, Colin?
0: It has been incredible. Look, fine made the script writer for this. It's, it, it has, it's got everything upsets, um, coaching um, uh, casualties, you know, and then Ivory coach team coming back from the dead. I mean, how much dead after can team get? And then come back to life, and then make their way all the way to the final. It's an incredible story. Mm. Uh, we, we saw the pictures when they were—they they thought they were out of the tournament. I, said, hey, I mean, look at that goal um, from uh, 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 Sebastian Heller. And if you think about it, when they were having trouble in the uh, in those group stages, these two players, Sebastian Heller and Max Grader, were not there. Mm. And then they changed their coach, tried to get um, a coach on loan from the French Football Federation. They didn't succeed. They got an interim coach, and what has he done? He's come and he's brought players like Max Gradle, who has, along with them, Serge Aurier, experience of winning the Africa Cup of Nations. And Max Gradle has been an absolute monster. I mean, he's uh, he's gone on years, but he still has it. And look, he's come on. He's done a great job. He set he set that, that cross for Sebastian Heller to score. And I think that just that mentality and then the um, wave of momentum that they are carrying has seen them this far. And you know what? I mean, if you win them the title, it will be the most incredible story of all in, in world football.
1: So is it fair to say Ivory Coast have got the advantage that they're playing at home? Nigeria have got the better players?
0: Um, I'd say that to be honest. I mean, man for man, I think Nigeria have got the better players over Ivory Coast. And Ivory Coast have got some good players. Sebastian Heller, Serge Aurier, Max and uh, Frank Kessie. I mean, Fufana, they've got some really good players. But I think that man-for-man, man, Nigeria are the um, better team. They've scored same amount of goals, uh, and, but Nigeria have less than the least number of goals on any other team. And the reason why I think Nigeria, while Kodifaman have the crowd behind them, playing at home and all of that, I think from a pure football perspective, you've got to think that Nigeria have the advantage. Because one, Nigeria have allowed the least number of um, chances to opposition in their goal. They've allowed the least number of shots uh, throughout the tournament uh, at their goalkeeper. They've, they've considered the least number of goals, just two um, against them. One of them was a penalty. The other one was a simple uh, defending, uh, defending error that allowed Equatorial um, Guinea to score. By contrast, Cote have not had the best tournament. I mean, mm. even if you forget about the group stage against Senegal, they were this close to losing, and only I uh, needed the last minute penalty to um, get to, to, to uh, penalty kicks. The same thing against Mali. They were this close to losing and then two late goals and then um, they got in there. So from a from a pure football perspective, you've got to think Nigeria have the advantage going into this. But a team is playing at home. You can never tell. And Nigeria only won for the first time on Ivorian soil during the group stages of this um, tournament. With Thunderstrike a second time, we don't know.
1: Wow. Well <laughs> lightning, weather. I, <laughs> I wonder whether you want it to strike second time, Colin. Brilliant stuff, mate. I, I <laughs> enjoy
6: to enjoy the final. I hope,
1: you hope your wife will be okay and be able to survive the 90 minutes. Uh, thank you very much, Colin. Uh, just a reminder, uh, a lot more from Colin on the latest edition of the Gavin podcast podcast. Be sure to check it out. <clears throat> And that's it, that brings us to the end of today's show. Extra time is next. Cameron never made it there, uh, no? No, they didn't, O'Nana. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us. <laughs> Welcome into to the edition of Extra Time. You said don't waffle on that blue card thing. Well, 20 minutes later, <laughs> you were trying to chop it it's off. It's my last show. I've got 10 days off it's after my this. my last show. So this is it. I want out. Thank you very much, right? <laughs> Jan and Frank are here. Uh, Jan, if you were yes. an accomplished manager and were offered both the Barcelona and Liverpool jobs, which would you pick?
4: Liverpool. 100%. Oh, First yeah. of all, uh, Barcelona at the mo- Barcelona at a mess at the moment. Even Xavi, who is the manager, says it's a mess. Uh, Liverpool with its tradition. Liverpool being a republic in the kingdom of uh, the UK and all that kind of thing with their history with the tradition. Liverpool first, Liverpool second, and then Barcelona fifth or something. Wow, Barcelona hater. To... Wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're going to say Liverpool as well, though.
1: <laughs> <Would it? laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. Yes, there you are, Frank. Liverpool or Barca?
3: Uh, if I, if I'm <laughs> selfish and um, don't think about my wife and their uh, life, life uh, <laughs> how do you say it, a life way, I would say Liverpool. I'm pretty sure my wife will probably prefer to go to Barcelona for the weather, but in terms of football, of organization, everything goes for Liverpool. Right now, there is not what, even a margin. What, what, it's it's what another about, planet for me. Frank is
4: throwing his wife under a bus in Liverpool, by the way, and it's, a, it's the same as Thiago
3: Silva's wife. And what's going on with the well, wife you know, at the moment? You know, oh, right. he, he, I, Right, let's move on, Jan. Let's not get into trouble. No, no. Well, it's 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 only fair. I think nobody can can be uh, can, can be hard on me if I say that it's better to live in Barcelona than Liverpool. Frank, oh, okay, fair enough. Frank, fair enough. Sure, uh, Frank, rate the acting theatrics
1: of these managers for from Oscar-worthy to the worst: Mourinho, Van Gaal, Klopp, and Arteta.
3: Oh, there's only one winner out of four, isn't there? Well, Mourinho is first. That's for sure. Uh, for for many things, um, he he had the he, he knows how to cry. He knows how to shout. <laughs> he knows how to fight. Uh, he knows how to run as well. I've seen that. Uh, after a love club, but you don't have really Van Hall. you remember after when time he time when time he
1: said much. that he dived? Do you remember the little touch and then he goes down? That's surely worthy <laughs> of an Oscar. <laughs>
3: yeah, well that. That was, nah, that was, that was not stunt actor. That was, uh, that was fake. I didn't like it. I did not like it. And Arteta, again, is too much, uh, is too many times, you know, you need to rest a little bit. Right. I like about Mourinho and club that they're very professional. They wait for the camera to do the right thing. You know, smile, cry, shout, uh, insult. That's very good,
1: very good, I love them. When you interview these managers, do do you see them change as the camera's turned on, Jan?
4: Uh, yeah, a Very good question and you know when they, they come there with Mourinho, start with Mourinho, you don't know which Mourinho is coming, it could be the Mourinho tells you what did you see and uh, I, I did uh, Roma against Bordeglimp, 2-2 I think the game was and Bordeglimp was the better team and remember they won 6-1 up in North Norway against uh, Mourinho at that he just had to hammer his own team. But in, in uh, going to the Olympia Stadium in Rome, he, he, he would start what do you think about the referee? And I said, What do you mean about referee? What do you think about the referee? And I said, I'm a reporter. What do you think about the referee? Wow. And I told him, Well, it's much more interesting to listen to the Rome, uh, the Roma coach than a, a, a reporter from Norway. And then he calmed down, and then he was the kind man again. Oh. and uh, yeah, so playing the part they do, but they do a lot of it. Not only Mourinho, they know which part they're gonna play. Some of them are very good instructed by the head of communications. And but as Frankie saying, we see them some of them will then have a fake part of them and I try to find the real one do you have any desire to interview managers
2: no I've never got back on track (laughs) with uh, with van Gaal ever since he walked into the press conference at Barcelona and completely disrespected Bobby Robson and just went this is Louis van Gaal's Barcelona now and you just thought muppet yes you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah, uh, arrogant? Yeah, yeah yeah i can you imagine uh, interviewing managers i don't even want to go these days. it's like going to training and talking to players even when you go to match yeah you know, i used to go to matches a lot and go and put the arm around them and all that and talk get out of here oh that, what, a, what a massive surprise Br- brick wall son brick wall yes
1: i'm on this side of the brick wall
2: yeah they're on that side No. Oh, right Whether you like it or not
1: Uh, This is probably best for Jan. Stevie's not here. Jan, you've probably been there more recently. It's my first time heading to see a Premier League game, Liverpool-Anfield this weekend. Any tips for game day?
4: Come there very early. Some people are coming too late to games. If you've got a full experience, you have to be there early and go to liverpool do all your different photos have a look at the memorial uh, uh, kind of a thing uh, they they have there and the statue of bill shankley they got a great fan shop at anfield just Try to soak in the history. Whatever team you support in the world, to go to Anfield is a very, very special thing. Yeah, and don't don't buy a half and half scarf. I think no, but
2: fair. you can also have a little trot. No. You can have a little trot across and uh, see Goodison as well. Okay, if yeah. you want to kill two birds with
4: one stone. Yeah, exactly. Get the early. Yeah, and park. the new stadium, the new yeah. stadium of Everton, it looks fantastic. And I
2: tell you what, I would do from a Stevie perspective. Oh, I would get there early, as Jan said, and try. One of the many, many but magnificent uh, fish and chip shops oh. that are all round. Yeah. Not, yeah. There's a, there's a yeah. lot of them right <laughs> next to the ground and amongst the houses. Yes. The good old English chippy. Yeah. Go in there and uh, sample some. Not very healthy, but, oh, very, but, enjoy t- it, but enjoy very tasty. It. And
1: then when the game kicks off, put your phone away. Yeah. In- enjoy the yeah, game. Yeah. When the game know. kicks but off, say, oh, but, get out of
4: there. Uh, but, yeah. but Dan, i would just also say Liverpool, do the most tourist way of doing a Beatles bus i was on there with my family i'm a great beatles fan and beatles fans say never do that bus and all that i did it with my family it was fantastic yeah penny lane the barbershop everything fantastic
2: i bet the kids were really happy about that you're going going on a cruise yeah sunshine (laughs) Few <laughs> pina coladas. He's going round, <laughs> right. pouring down the rain on, on, a, on a bus round Liverpool. No. With the kids. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Gab is the worst. Yeah. What We're going it? to the Arctic. Yeah. All right, kids. <laughs> don't bring any sun cream. That's it. We're going to the Arctic to look at some penguins. Bring out a rather
2: large. What do you call those coats over here? We call them a snorkel. You know, with the big, the hood with the big, oh, the fur on it. Yeah. What do you call it? I don't know. You won't need it with your parka. You won't need it where you're going. No, exactly. Don't Don't be jumping off any ships, you know. All right, okay. Where are you going, Dan? Where are you going, Dan? I'm
1: just going to the. I'm going to the
2: Caribbean. Uh,
1: Which island? What what, what island? I'm I'm not quite sure where the destinations are. I haven't researched it that much. I just know
2: that the food's free. At least we know we don't. At least we don't have to worry about you going overboard. Well, well, I guess I couldn't be out of reach. (laughs) You home? (laughs) Hey. You, you won't be to re- <laughs> hey,
1: Be careful. To if I'm overboard now, you regret regretted that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, for Jan, your one-year anniversary run with the fish is coming up. How will you celebrate? Oh, Another really... run, but with a different species of marine life.
4: Oh, Maybe well, a I, seal. I, I... <laughs> I... No, don't come with it again. It's a one year.
3: Oh, no, oh, no. Good start.
4: No, no, Frank. I think this is unfair. You are the one. Have you seen the this change is... of uh, fit? Of yeah, but this is this is ESPN, and, and you are the World Cup winner, Frank, and I am the guy who can't hardly beat the fish.
3: Well, that's I
1: mean, that is that's where it's at. <laughs> look, look at that! Oh, I like the kind of chants of oh. fire music as well.
3: Oh, that, you
2: have the light.
1: I at think least that's you have the
3: light for like five
2: seconds. Hey, Jan, I, I think <laughs> that's Jimmy Carriger in the fish. <laughs> He's chasing you. Oh God! You said
6: so.
0: You said.
1: You said. Craig, 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 whatever Craig. your name is. Fred. Eager viewers what? would like to know which would you start, bench and drop? An hour-long discussion... Eager <laughs> viewers? ...of Mbappe's transfer, guest hosting Football America with Sebi, or guest hosting the Gab and Jules podcast <laughs> with Gab?
4: <laughs> wow. Uh, OK. Come on, Craig. Yeah. Come on, Craig.
2: I'll be honest, I, I, I'm taking a nose discussion about Mbappe at the moment. Wow. So
1: Mbappe's best. Yeah. Now are you choosing Sebi or Gab? Which podcast are you going?
2: (laughs) Boy, (laughs) that's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, Seb's here for the whole next week. I'm not worried about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think I'm going to have to go on. I think I'm going to have to go on football America.
1: Wow, there you go. Uh, the commitment is made. Let's make it happen. Uh, no, I'm not going on it. I mean, oh, that's you, said, you, gab, said, you gab gab said you'd be jails. open.
2: You said you'd be open to
1: going on it. That's I've that. been
2: on it once, and I'm not going on it again. Frank,
1: after being sidelined once again by injury and his contract ending at United in the summer, what does Anthony Martial's fu- future look like?
3: Oh, Gosh. well, that's the question of the century, you know. Um. <laughs> um his present uh, and his, uh, uh, his past uh, at Manchester United hasn't been so su- sex- successful, so I don't know what's going to happen to him. And I think it might be too late for him to reverse anything and go back to his best when he was playing for Monaco and signed for Manchester United and w- had a very good start with, uh, with Manchester United and then disappeared. I think he had too much pressure when he came. The price was too high. He didn't handle it uh, properly. And uh, it's over. I just want to wish him to enjoy football if he can carry on. And uh, as every professional that I meet, always say, you know, play until really, really fed up because it's fantastic to be able to play Mm. football. And I will say the same to Marshall, but in terms of uh, performances, it's a waster. He's, he's, he's long gone. For me. Oh, he's a waster. We,
4: talk, well, we, talk, we talked about it in the show, didn't we, about Sancho looking back at his career. Did he do enough? Will he think back that he did enough? We we won't know everything around the players. There could be different things. They could have bad advices and everything. We can only judge on what we're seeing. And I think Frank make a very valid point. You have to enjoy your football. And when I see Martial playing, he doesn't seem to enjoy football. And Five, I eight. can't understand that. Oh. I've, I've got a- always this to it. say,
2: and once again, the lady loves milk tree. Oh, is that for Frank? That, that's probably lost on people here. Eh?
1: Well, yes, the, the milk tray was a uh, box of chocolates and it was always the man in black who would deliver it to the lady. Put, he'd climb up the outside of the house. Well, he'd do lots of things, wouldn't he? He's very much the hero. And once again, the lady loves right. milk uh, like, thanks, Frank, thanks, thanks for interrupting Jan for that. For Jan, with With Schalke being in the relegation scrap in Bundesliga 2 and in danger of also losing their pro licence as a club, could it be doomed
4: for one of the historic clubs in Germany... Well, the second league is a kind of graveyard for historic clubs in Germany. We had Hamburger sports, Brian, mm-hmm. that I, I I follow very closely. Uh, they're always playing the relegation game against the third last in the, in the Bundesliga, always losing. There's always something wrong. Schalke has done. There's no continuity. They have tried like every coach that is available. Uh, and. When they went down, they started to invest a lot, and then there were young kids, that was in fashion. And I think that Schalke will survive, because Schalke, as, as they say, maybe the historic club in, in Germany. I think they will, will survive. But to see them struggling in the second league with no chance getting back, this is a club... Who got Ötzel Neuer. I mean, there's a lot of players coming from this club. Klaus Fischer uh, was uh, what a player he was, uh, and and things like that. So now they, they will survive, <coughs> but I I feel sad when I see clubs from my uh, from our youth clubs that we used to love, that I played against, struggling. But when you see in the first league with Heidenheim, with 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 Augsburg, with all these small clubs doing a top job. It's deserved. You you can't just win a nostalgica. Uh,
1: Final question. If Craig, Frank and Jan were playing today, who would be the first to get shown a blue card? (laughs) Even wearing blue would match it. I I would say you, Frank, Jan would be the rankings. Well,
2: he's been... He... Him. Him. Jan has been spotted recently on some historical videos on social media getting involved in some... Uh, altercations back in the day. What are you alluding to? I feel Whoa, like it, what, what are you, you, you What are you talking about? You, the the Norwich game, Norwich Swindon. You were oh, seen. yeah, yeah. You were seen. Uh, the the one with the the official come at the the fan that come on the field. You rugby tackled him.
4: Yeah, now that's for Barnsley against Liverpool yeah. when I when I oh, rugby him. I, I'm, you. I'm hundred per cent. You, Frank, I, I, Jan. Would that be fair? I think it would be Frank. I would think it would be Frank. And I will tell you why that Frank will do Because Frank was a very intelligent player. Mm. And he will see when you get a blue when a blue card, he will find a way to do harm by only being out for 10 minutes. Ah. The rest of me and Craig, Craig will get a red card straight away. And I was in ah. danger of using my mouth getting two yellows. Oh, perfect. That
2: At is least it. if you want to clear the technical area, uh, you get Frank a blue cloud. <laughs> yep.
1: There we go. That'll do it. Uh, Frank, can you do me a (laughs) favour?
3: Oh, no. I will will go first. And I agree with Uh, Jan. Just for one reason. Go on. Tell me. Now, tell me. No, 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 no. Go on, say
1: your reason, and then I'll get you to do what I want you to do.
3: Yeah, well, for one reason, because because we need a rest for like uh, ten minutes, so I will take a good timing, you know, to make sure that I can get that rest and come back fit. That's just a tactical reason.
1: Beautiful. All right. Last thing, last request of me, Frank. That's got to be good before man. I go away. Can you turn your TV off behind you?
3: Oh yes. Oh yeah, because you love it. You only see I love my it. head. So I love it's funny. It. Yeah. I agree. All right. Uh, I love it. Ready? I love it too. Here we go.
4: <laughs> yes! <laughs> my
2: God.
1: So there's me, you, Jan, and a head. <laughs> Look at that floating head there. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, little acting, mate.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that is it. That brings us uh, to the end of today's show. Thank you very much, guys. Quite an improvement. Bye, everybody. Seven uh, uh, K will be in charge over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, how long you off for? Ten days. Oh yes. Oh. Goodbye. Nice, nice sunny days, my dear. Thank you, my dear.
6: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search.